0: I had asked a bunch of kids if they liked water, and. So many of them had said, no, like, I don't, it, it's tasteless, I don't like it. And they, beca- and then while I'm watching them, I'm seeing like sports drinks and juices and all of these sugary drinks. And I and I'm then I'm thinking, well, no wonder you don't like water or coconut water or some of these other natural things. It's because you've been introduced or you're accustomed to all of these ones that have sugar.
1: welcome to another edition of exploring mind and body as always thank you so much for being here thank you for tuning in and thank you for sticking around till the end (laughs) because you're gonna love this show we're bringing on Dorothy Keith back, and we're talking about brain foods for active kids. Now, Dorothy Keith has been a teacher for eight years, and she's going to come on to talk about her experiences with kids in the classroom, healthy types of treats, snacks, lunch foods, and more, all directed towards brain foods for active kids, so you're going to want to stick around till the end to listen to this show. Sit back and enjoy. We got all that coming up
0: This is Exploring Mind and Body.
1: Naturally improve
0: your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Taddea.
1: All right, here we are back in studio with Dorothy Keith. Welcome to the show, Dorothy.
0: Hey Drew, how's it going?
1: Fantastic, happy to be here. You ready for a rocking show?
0: Oh, I'm ready for this. I'm excited to be here. i got lots of energy today.
1: (laughs) All right. So today we're going to be talking about brain foods. There'll be a number of different topics we have. Well, why don't you go over here briefly some of the topics that we are going to cover.
0: We're going to go over some in- some ingredients to avoid, the number one top ingredient, so stay tuned to see, w- see what that is. We're going to go over some packaged foods, processed foods, and help you out reading labels and ingredients in, in those. We're going to go over the importance of avoiding certain uh, foods as well, and then we got some snacks and some recipes for you as well.
1: Wonderful. I can't wait to jump into it. Dorothy, just briefly here, you were teacher, were a full-time teacher for eight years.
0: Yes, yes I was.
1: <laughs> well, What were the things that you noticed in the classroom around food when it came to you know, healthy treats or snack foods or what's in the lunch boxes?
0: What stands out to me the most and throughout my eight years was just how much nutrition played a role in so many of our everyday things in the classroom. You know, focus, work ethic, getting along with others, for example. You know, I taught elementary school and and that's a huge piece of an elementary school classroom are those skills. And so I realized really quickly that nutrition played such a big role in their overall attitude
1: at school it's kind of funny we talked about kids i mean this show is going to be about kids but it's with adults as well i mean when we have a a bag of candies and chips and pop most adults don't function the same as they do without that kind of stuff right
0: yeah and it's exactly the same kids are no different You know if they have sugary lunches the afternoon i can quite confidently say can be a write-off for them
1: (laughs) (laughs) so that's that's great so that's some of the things that we're going to talk about today when we get into the main topic or the things that we're going to suggest and open up to a conversation here what can we start with in regards to what can we can positively influence our children or youth younger generation however you want to put it to start to have better types of brain foods to improve their everything you mentioned there.
0: It all starts it all starts with the modeling as as adults. You know, I would eat lunch, well I have eaten lunch with with students for 8 years and you know, they're so curious about food and they look up to you as, as an adult as their teacher, as your parent, as your coach, wh- whatever it might be. They look up to us as adults. So it starts with us modeling the proper ways to eat or the more nutritional Foods that we should be supplementing in their bodies.
1: Yeah, that's a it's a great point because they see what we're doing all the time. Yeah. So if we, those of us as parents, as teachers, as as someone that they look up to, if we're not eating good quality foods, then they probably figure, why should I eat good quality foods as well?
0: Yeah, and it was always. I have a cute story here to share in a minute, but it's always they were always in tuned with what i was eating always curious you know for example one of my students had never seen an avocado before and i let her try it and she was so Um, like so excited about that and you know uh, they always would be like asking questions what do you have for lunch what is that and this one time I remember because I eat quinoa quite often and one of this one of my students had said oh you got that round rice again (laughs)
1: it
0: was the cutest but it's they just want to follow your footsteps so much and they're so interested in in what you're up to
1: and well having them get a chance to experience those type of things early on whether it's avocados what's another one quinoa is a big one it's kind of newer i would say it's been around for quite some time but it's newer a newer type of food but pears was something that came up in our membership group one time But there's so many different types of food that we just children haven't tried and it's might be a bit surprising to people that live a, a healthy lifestyle on a regular basis but maybe for the good majority it's not something that is apparent maybe maybe there's a a good population of children out there that don't get a chance to try things like avocados or an Asian pear, for example, or all kinds of different foods and ingredients. So starting them off at an early age, I think gives them all that advantage as they get older.
0: That's such a great point And so true. The more we can expose children to these foods from a young age, the more that um, they will, you know, cause they always have, as we get older, we have more aversions to foods or bad experiences with foods and we're more aware of it. But from a young age we're so what's the right word we're so into or so able to try anything out we have less aversions to certain things
1: oh yeah well i suppose well when we were younger we had you didn't really have a choice like you try a little bit of everything and then you don't have to have seconds of the things that you don't want and it seems like now if you don't want it i don't know like i'm just kind of guessing but if you don't want it kids don't eat it so they never get a chance to try it or if it looks green then they don't if it's a green then they're like oh, i'm not going to eat that so they don't have to try it then they, they don't get the experience to understand that it is it's, it doesn't taste so bad maybe it tastes good and it's actually good for you as well so it gives them a chance to improve their health as they get older as well
0: Yeah. And giving those opportunities, trying it once often is not a fair shot (laughs) at something. Oh, I tried that once and I didn't like it. So giving multiple opportunities to try different foods. And it's funny you brought up the color green. What is it, Drew, with
1: green food and kids? (laughs) I wish I knew. I have no idea. Like, I don't know where it comes from. Like, Green is gross for kids. And I kind of think that comes at an early age. And I don't know if that's from the examples that we're setting as adults, or if it's just like, I don't know, I, I can't even really comment. I can't figure out why like that, like those broccoli or those Brussels sprouts or even a green salad, like eh, it's green. I'm not eating it.
0: Yeah, me too. It's, it's a mystery to me. I have no idea because we have so many colors. Why does green get picked on?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when we talk about things to that we should be having, we'll get into that in a moment, but let's talk about what we shouldn't be having, or maybe the number one ingredient we should be avoiding.
0: You want me to get into it? Let's do it. Let's dive into it. I think most of you could probably guess that the number one ingredient to avoid is sugar. And Drew, maybe you can touch a little bit on the dangers of sugar before I get into, you know, the effects I've seen on kids with sugar.
1: Well, well, health dangers in general. I mean, when we start off our children early on with sugary foods, then their palate changes to sugary foods. So if you give them like all types of like if you let's look at breakfast cereal, for example, like Fruit Loops, which is pretty much all sugar. And, it, you know, it's processed. It has food coloring. Then they want bright, sugary color foods all the time. So I would say that's dangerous because then you introduce them to something that's healthier and they don't want it. Because our taste buds are naturally attracted to sugary, bright colored types of substances that isn't actually food and it can't properly nutritionize our body. It doesn't do anything to our brain. It certainly isn't a brain type of food to help us learn better. So that's the biggest thing to understand that when we start to implement sugar at a young age, that's what they're always going to want. So that goes back to when we talk about paying attention to what they're having at a young age and introducing them to different types of food so they have the opportunity to enjoy cleaner or healthier types of food as they get older and sugar in general i mean is detrimental to our health it's a first of all it's a drug we're highly addicted to it as a society it's in absolutely everything so it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for me to continue to put more types of these foods or substances Based around sugar in front of our in front of our plates in our lunch boxes, in front of our children as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminded me of a story while while you were talking there, Drew, and where I had asked a bunch of kids if they liked water and. So many of them had said no. Like I don't. It it's tasteless. I don't like it. And they because and then while I'm watching them, I'm seeing like sports drinks and juices and all of these sugary drinks. And I and I'm then I'm thinking, well, no wonder you don't like water or coconut water or some of these other natural things. It's because you've been introduced or you're accustomed to all of these ones that have sugar.
1: <laughs> well, you know what was surprising to me? We just did a workshop for. Uh, younger how old were they high school kids
0: uh yeah i would say about 15 ish 14 15 14 to 16 i think they said thanks
1: for the reminder but it was surprising to me how many put their how many of them put their hands up when we talked about coffee Mm-hmm. Like we asked how many of you drink coffee and a good half of them at least put their hands up. And then the other half, we asked if they liked water again, they said no. But those are the same kids that they would have those types of sugary drinks like we talked about. So of course, you're not going to gravitate to sugar if there's pop in the fridge, You're mm-hmm. not going to gravitate sugar, so you're not going to gravitate to water or something like a clean substance. Or if you just have like filtered water with lemon, which is alkalizing to the body. It tastes good. It's hydrating. And then you compare that to a pop in the fridge. Of course, they're going to grab the pop. So if it's always an option, then they're going to gravitate to those type of things that just taste better because they're kids and they want what they want without thinking about consequences or later on in life. So it's important to understand that whatever what options you're giving them or whatever purchased being whatever is being purchased and put in the pantry or in the fridge is what they're going to they're going to grab because that's what kids do.
0: Yeah. And and, uh, if they're thirsty and water is the only option, I think they're going to drink it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So we have processed food or, or packaged food. What else we have when it comes to sugar and how it affects kids in the classroom?
0: Yeah, I wanted to get into the importance of avoiding, you know, packaged processed foods and sugar because it has such an apparent effect on kids and not just in the classroom, but this could be at home as well. You, you, you would notice, you know, in, in play groups and their sports groups and all of the, all of the things they do outside of school as well. The biggest thing in the classroom that I've seen that afternoon crash, it's huge. Just kind of generally accepted that they'll have less energy and they'll be less focused. And um, I believe that's a, a, a large part contributed to what's in their lunchbox.
1: You know, it's funny. It's kind of like uh, those of us that are adults, and we say, Well, there's a crash in the afternoon. We can't accept that. We're like, Oh, we just have a crash. That's just the way it is. But it's not the way it should be. When we have lunch, for example, we should be nutritioni- nutritionizing our body properly so we have energy after we eat. And many times we have highly processed food. Maybe we have an alcoholic beverage, or maybe we have a hard to digest piece of meat, let's just say, for example. And those types of substances that are hard to digest take energy from our body and put it into our digestive tract so we can process all of that difficult to digest foods. And then we're, that's where we, that's where the crash comes in. And I think that's a good point here, Dorothy, because when we have kids in the classroom that go through that sugar high, here comes the crash and that's what you're dealing with in the afternoon.
0: Absolutely. Moodiness, you know, afternoon mood swings or mood changes in children Uh, and self-regulation. I realized this a a bit later, but, you know, just simply getting along with other students and, and your mood is all of these things are affected by
1: what you're eating. So mood in particular, so you could have a kid that's like super excited right after he had sugar, he's bouncing around the classroom and that does that make him irritable or more challenging to work with other kids in the classroom?
0: Oh, totally. So when you well I- I'm assuming we as adults know what it's like to have a sugar high. So imagine, you know, having that sugar high in the classroom and trying to focus, trying to get work done, trying to follow instructions and even trying to get along with your peers, like it makes it so much more challenging.
1: Right, so Having those issues within the classroom, that must make it more challenging too if you're not able to get along with the kids in your classroom, like your peers, for example, if you can't get along with them, how are you going to focus on your task and do the things that you need to do like get your homework done or get the get the whatever your assignment done within the classroom?
0: yeah, it makes it extremely difficult.
1: Can we move on to the things that we can do?
0: yeah, I think it's a great time to move on to the things that we can do the big one is reading ingredients on packaged food, for example. So a lot of packaged foods, you'll notice that sugar is in the top probably three ingredients so we want to avoid those packaged foods that have sugar right there in the ingredients for sure.
1: Yeah I think that's an easy one when you everyone like first of all we need to read the ingredients we actually did a past show called the importance of reading ingredients so you can head over to exploringmindandbody.com to search for that on that website there we have all past shows up there but when we pay attention to reading ingredients it's so important because It seems like they can put pretty much whatever they want in packaged foods. And instead of being so concerned or even stressed out about what every single ingredient is, like Dorothy's saying here, just read the top three. And if you see sugar in there, move on. Put the package down, which is going to be challenging because most of these types of sugary snacks have sugar in them in the top three. But I think that's a good rule of thumb to be be like go to the shelf, When you see something, read the ingredients. And if it's not the top three, or if there's sugar in the top three, then move on and find something else. Sometimes the show once a week or even twice a week just isn't enough. So if you want more content, if you want to know more about what we're doing at True Form Life, you can find us on Facebook. We're on there posting at least twice a day in the morning and the evening. That's at facebook.com slash true we or on Instagram. That's kind of my favorite platform. I like to post my food pictures and some of the activities that I do, maybe hiking or whatever that may be. And that's just that Drew tadia on instagram and then twitter as well that's at true form life so we're highly active we'd love to connect with you so find us on your social media platform and let us know how you're enjoying our show
0: and I don't want to get too much into macronutrients here, but it is important for the for everybody, not just kids, to make sure that there's a balance of each nutrient at lunchtime. Carbohydrates don't seem to be a huge issue, right? Like the kids seem to have that in their lunch, but um, fruits and veggies, like the fiber category, like just load them up load them up with fruits and veggies in in their lunches. And one area that is, I see, is the most lacking is the healthy fats category. Now this can be tricky for some classrooms, for some schools because of nut allergies being on the rise um, and more apparent in, in classrooms now. But um, it's definitely one of the most lacking in in lunches that I've seen. And it's one of the most energizing foods, right? Healthy fats. If your child's in a classroom where they can have trail mix, where they could have uh, peanut butter, uh, natural peanut butter, of course, pack some of those things in their lunches. Apple and peanut butter is a great snack. Uh, and then again, I, I mentioned trail mix is awesome. If they'll eat avocados, <laughs> get I mean, not avocados, I should say, but um, if they're familiar with avocados, throw some avocado and some salsa in their lunch, guacamole, like that is super energizing for them for the afternoon.
1: Seems like there is a a rise in nut allergies. What can we do around peanut butter, peanuts, if they're not able to have that in their lunches?
0: I would say most definitely amp it up at home. Give them a breakfast that's, you know, full of healthy snacks and um, afternoon snacks, evening snacks. Make sure that they are getting enough healthy fats throughout the day if it's not available for lunchtime
1: choice nice great great response there i didn't even think of that that's fantastic because they can because you're going to see them before school and then most parents see their kids after school as well so that's a, a prime opportunity to get those healthy fats in like nuts and seeds that we're talking about that may not be available or allowed i don't know what the word is allowed in classrooms or in schools Uh, And then what about granola bars, for example? Can we get some that are nut-free that they could bring as well?
0: More and more choices are out there for nut-free possibilities for snacks, I'd say. By far, I know that for some families it's more difficult, but by far I would suggest making your own snacks at home if you want the ultimate. Optimal. There we go. <laughs> Optimal nutrients.
1: All right, let's get into baking options and suggestions in a second here. I did want to just head back to circle around to snacks like fruits and vegetables, for example. I think that a lot, we hear this quite a bit, that the parents say, oh, he won't eat that or she won't have that if I send it. But I really think that I've seen this so many times that if you put it in front of kids and they're hungry, they're going to eat it. And the other thing is, is, is chopping them up and putting them in little bags. I know my mom used to do that. Even if I didn't want it, she still chop it up, put in the lunchbox. And if I was hungry, I would eat it at the end of the day. If I was still hungry, if I wanted something on the way home, a little snack, if that was all that there was, then I would eat it.
0: I think that's an excellent point too, Drew, about chopping it up. Um, i know sometimes we're limited for time but it makes a huge difference chop up the apple throw a little cinnamon on it peel the orange for them chop the veggies and then it's ready and accessible you know as adults we would love for somebody to chop ours (laughs) ours up so the kids are going to appreciate that and like drew said if they're hungry if it's an apple or starve i'm assuming they're going to choose the apple
1: And one of the other things is to get the kids involved with making lunches. I really think that we should have the more we get our children involved around food, the better off they're going to be. So when you go grocery shopping or maybe let's start here when you're making the grocery list, have them help you make the grocery list. What do you want? Ask them. Like Give them the opportunity to to be a part of the food making process, ask them what they want for dinner this week or what do you want? That's fun or have like have a fun pizza night, for example. Then when you go to the grocery store, they chose two or three items. So you say, okay, you go to the fruit and vegetable section and get the ones that you want. It gives them more power. It makes them feel more involved. And then when it comes to lunches, for example, you can say, all right, little johnny (laughs) you're gonna peel your orange to take to school and of course like depending on their age you're not going to give them a knife to cut things up but maybe they can sprinkle their own cinnamon on apples because that's a a fantastic little tip there dorothy we didn't really talk too much about but that's another way to get kids interested in food when it's not just an apple you sprinkle a little cinnamon on there and then then for whatever reason their interest is more piqued
0: Mm -hmm. and they they do gravitate towards the chopped fruit Uh, absolutely more so than i have a little another little tip that i've learned in the teaching world that that i wanted to share and it's called I, I, i was thinking of this while you were saying get them involved drew have them make their own choice of what they would like in lunches And one way to, you know, because most kids will be like, oh, let's have some cookies and some chips. And, if you know, if you ask them what what they wanted. So a nice way to avoid that is give them an different options and it's called a no choice choice so do you want apples in your lunch or do you want carrots in your lunch for example and they have to choose both healthy choices but you but they are choosing between those two so they still feel like they're getting input they have I guess control in what they're eating or a say in what they're eating but you can guide them in making it a healthy choice
1: nice Great little tip there. You did you did want to mention some baking suggestions here? Things that parents could make at home, maybe bring to bring in their lunch. And I think that that's a great idea because if you're preparing it yourself, then you know what's in it, and then, then you know that it's healthy. And these are foods that can help our kids learn. They can help with our, these brain foods that we're talking about. So what are some things that we can make at home for our parents that want to make their own lunches or, or improve, maybe boost their school lunches, for example?
0: First of all, I just wanted to mention before I get into some recipes here that baking or making your own healthy tr- healthy snacks for lunches doesn't have to take a lot of time. <laughs> you know, if you set aside even just an hour on a Sunday or when you have time in the afternoon or evening, you can get a lot accomplished because um, there's recipes out there that are no-bake, right? We have a couple um, no-bake granola bars, no-bake um, like protein balls and they're fantastic and don't take a lot of time. So you can prepare your own snacks conveniently with le- with less time
1: yeah i think that goes back to what we talked about with batching with our with our clients like we should be batching on a regular basis like once a week if you take one to two hours in the whole entire week that's it take one or two hours to prepare baking or soup or stir fry whatever it is then your whole week is set up for success and it sounds like dorothy here you're talking about the same thing when it comes to kids lunches as well what kind of baking do we have suggest or some of your suggestions that you have for our parents here
0: Well, we talked about granola bars earlier. There's a fantastic recipe that has oats, some nuts and seeds, some peanut butter, and some dates in it. No bake, it takes, you just whip everything up into a bowl, freeze it, and you're ready to go. And this has, you know, tons of nutrients because you have the the healthy fats, you have the healthy carbohydrates in there as well. That's going to fuel them the morning or the afternoon.
1: All right, so that was no that was actually no bake, so you don't even have to bake them. No. It's really just prep time, which is awesome. What else do you have for us?
0: Healthier muffin recipes? A lot of times muffins um, I do think that in in our our world muffins get the, get a healthy label, but when we purchase muffins at, you know, the store, lots of times main ingredient Sugar. (laughs) So I really encourage you to make your own muffins at home and it doesn't take a lot of time and you can double. I would always suggest whatever you're preparing, double batch and freeze half for, for the next week or for a different time as well. So just pay attention to the refined sugar. You can use honey, you can use maple syrup as a natural sweetener, and then you can use Butter, or instead of butter, you can use bananas, mm, applesauce. There's all kinds of ways to make healthy substitutes.
1: All right. And then the last one here that we mentioned here this goes pretty well, goes viral on social media every time we throw it up there. It's one of our Complete Truth protein little treats. And it it goes really well. More details at CompleteTruthProtein.com if you're interested in a real an actually healthy plant based protein supplement that we put together here at True Form. What are these protein balls you have for us, Dorothy?
0: These are little balls of heaven. <laughs> so only a few ingredients again, you have oats, you have peanut butter and then the complete truth protein and if you'd like, to, you know, a few chocolate chips, you can or raisins, you know, chocolate chips, raisins, nuts and seeds, you can find chocolate chips without refined sugar as well if you look in the like organic section or healthy food section of the grocery store
1: right all right that's fantastic dorothy that should wrap things up here we are running short of time so i wanted to thank you for coming on that's uh, great tips and we look forward to having you back on and sharing more of your expertise with us
0: thanks i always love coming on drew so thanks for keep having me back
1: all, All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and sticking around till the end. We so much appreciate you being a part of our True Form Life community. And I appreciate Dorothy coming on the show as well. I mean, being a teacher for eight years, watching how kids react to different foods and what what school lunches look like and how they're snacking. I think it's so valuable valuable to be able to sit here and listen to someone that's an expert, knows exactly what they're talking about when it comes to school lunches and nutrition. Because, I mean, we believe 100% that everything is controlled by nutrition. Food heals, prevents, it cures. Food is the very essence of our well-being. So especially when it starts out with kids... And in the classroom, I mean, the best thing that we can do is give them the advantage of knowledge. And if we teach them at an early age how to nutritionize their bodies properly through nutrition, through snacking, through being there to create and help with the meals, I think it means so much because we give them every advantage. Just think about all the advantages children would have at an early age exercising and living healthy and watching their parents do the same. Dorothy brought up a great point about being a role model and being that mentor because they're going to follow you and they're going to watch you and they're going to see what you're doing and they're going to want to do the same thing so i think it's so important to be that person that they can look up to and they can follow and and, you know live with many times and as they grow up and they'll be able to influence their kids and we'll work together to have a healthier world that we live in i think we all almost have that obligation to do that for our next generation moving up. I'm going to leave you with that. Thank you again for being here, for tuning in. All these past shows are going up on exploringmindandbody.com. So if you missed any of the past shows, you can certainly go back and check it out. Of course, we're on iTunes. Many of you will be listening on iTunes. We're syndicated across Canada right now on multiple stations. So you may be listening on air as well. So that's super cool. You can go and head over to iTunes and download the shows there and take them with you. We also have a free app so you can... Again, take the show with you wherever you go you get a notification every time a new show is published that's on any apple device our own exclusive app for exploring mind and body listeners and then we also have a monthly membership group we're offering your first month absolutely free for our for our exploring minded body listeners so we do meal planning recipes grocery shopping lists and more then we get to, then we get to you going on a proper fitness routine so let us know if you're interested in that